Hello, homemakers, and welcome to the Art of Home podcast, where we are exploring how homemakers cultivate a place to belong. I'm your host, Allison Weeks. I'm a wife. I'm a mom to four grown kids and a granny to one little boy, and I've been practicing the art of home for over 31 years now. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so glad that you found us. We are going to be giving you a homemaker portrait today, which is what we normally do. We also do some deep dives that are topical episodes here on The Art of Home. Uh, But for the rest of this year, we will just be doing homemaker portraits. And all of the portraits from this point on are of listeners, just like you. We'll be opening up applications again for listeners to apply in November, maybe late October. So make sure that you keep an eye out for that. I will announce it probably on Instagram and I will definitely announce it on in the newsletter that goes out every Friday during our regular seasons. So if you're not um, subscribed to the newsletter, this would be a great reason to subscribe. It's totally free and it arrives in your inbox every Friday morning. We call it Homemaker Happy Mail and that's the idea. It's to put a smile on your face and help you finish your homemaking week well with some encouragement and some inspiration, some tips and some ideas, even some thoughts and some devotions occasionally. We will always put the links and the resources shared from our guests in that newsletter. So if you're looking for something that you think might be in the show notes and it's not there, it's probably going to be in the newsletter. So that's all the many reasons why it's a good idea to sign up for that. If you have not yet, just go to the artofhomepodcast.com slash subscribe. And you can also see some of our past newsletters in the archive, which you can navigate to from that page as well. Today's episode is episode four in our season of six episodes. So we're winding it down after this week. We only have two more and then we'll take a couple weeks off and come back for an extra long fall season. Um, You're going to get a couple of bonus episodes. So it'll be an eight episode season next time. And that's because I wanted to make sure that I got as many of the portraits in as I could before it was time to do our holiday series that we do every year um, around Christmas time. So you have that to look forward to. The subject for today's homemaker portrait is in the trenches homemaker, Heather Love. Now this is an in-person interview because Heather and I, um, have a mutual acquaintance and that's how she discovered the show. Um, But our paths had not crossed and we had not met face to face until she came to my house for her interview. So that was a real treat to get to know her um, and to get to hear her story of taking care of three very busy little children and she's in her second year of homeschooling. So she's learning how to navigate those waters and all the changes that that brings to their daily rhythms. And Heather has a passion for health and using food to heal the body. And she has a blog and a YouTube channel that um, she's able to give a little bit of time to, uh, to explore those things and provide resources for other moms. But she does say that her primary focus right now is her children. Maybe down the road, God will bring opportunities for her to explore the health and wellness side in the blog and YouTube channel more. But right now, her focus is at home. Whether you're a new listener or you've been listening for a while, I just want to thank you for trusting me with some of your time today. Whatever you are applying your hands to as you listen and take us along, I know you will enjoy Heather's story of home. Okay, welcome to The Art of Home. I am here with my new friend, Heather Love. We have a mutual acquaintance, but we have not met actually face-to-face until today. So I'm going to welcome Heather to the podcast here, and we're going to go into her homemaker story and get the background on that. But before we do, Heather, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are today? Yes, thank you for having me. I'm Heather Love, and I am a mom of three little ones. Asher is six, Judah is almost four, and Poppy just turned one. I am also homeschooling. So it's just a lot of little kids at home nonstop. (laughs) I didn't know that you were homeschooling. Okay, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) So I'm definitely in the trenches, like your trenches homemaker Uh says. Yep, yep, absolutely. How long have you been married? A little over 10 years. 10 years. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. Anything else? Littles? 
three littles and homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough. Yeah, that's enough to keep you busy. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Actually, let me just say how much I love your daughter's name. That's the best name. Okay, can you tell me where did that name come from? Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Um, Just with all of our kids' names, we kind of went back and forth. Like I would have a list. Okay, let's see if Jordan likes any of these, you know, and we'd go off. And so when I – she's our first girl, so so excited for a girl name. And then (laughs) my name's Heather, you know, and it's kind of more floral, so I was – more so attracted to the floral names. And I had Poppy on my list. I was like, there's no way Jordan's going to like that. I just know it. But he was like, hmm, it's kind of a cute, you know, spunky name. Like, Uh really? Like, there's a chance. (laughs) And then he recently realized that he has a lot of, um, like, background from coming from England. And it's more, it's a popular name in England. And then we just started discovering all these things. Like, with his name being Jordan, it's funny because like our boys' names are Asher and Judah, you know, which kind of complements the Jordan River. And then we learned that the poppy flower grows along the Jordan River. And so it was just all oh. these little things that were coming in. We were like, okay, you know what? This name is perfect. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's so cool. And I love the Jordan River. And oh, that's yeah. awesome. So is Jordan, he's British or he just has ancestry? No, like, like we took a 23andMe yeah. and mm-hmm. for a while he thought he was Russian because it's <laughs> like, I think his grand, great grandparents lived in Russia. And so, and so he just started realizing, oh, I'm not Russian at all. I'm actually primarily British and yeah. like Irish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, new that's discoveries. So cool. That's so cool. Yeah. For a little bit, my husband, I forgot what, it was something odd. And then I guess they get more, they get more information the more people do uh, the testing. And it just kept, I mean, we already knew this, but it kept narrowing and narrowing down more and more and more to like totally Scottish. Okay. Yeah. And if you saw, he's, his beard is white now, but it used to be completely red. Uh, Yeah. So his beard was red, but his hair wasn't red, but he's kind of gingery. Like you can tell his coloring is sort of gingery. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's like it, so fun to see all those little yeah, details that come into play. Yeah, I love it. So that that's such a cool name story. It's so <laughs> great. Um, it'll be interesting to see how she grows into her name. Like yeah. what she she's already a character. So yes, <laughs> I am intrigued as well. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's go back to the beginning of your story. So when did you first become a homemaker? And when you did, did you have any skills? I would say it started when I had my first. Mm-hmm. I was staying home with him. I had a job at the time, but it was very part-time sporadic type job. So I was primarily home with him. And as I started having more kids, it became, okay, no, I'm I'm staying home with these kids. Mm-hmm. So that's when it started. And I would say I brought cooking and health into it. I've always enjoyed cooking. I grew up um, with a family who enjoyed to cook. Mm-hmm. Uncle and aunt were just really amazing chefs. And so they would bring me over to their house and show me how to make like homemade sourdough bread. And I, I just loved it. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom and taught me how to cook. And so I developed that skill. And health, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think my mom was into health too. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just ran with that as well to get to the next level. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I studied that and... Yeah, I would say I brought that into it. Okay. What were you seriously lacking in? What was something Mm, that you had a big learning curve for? (laughs) Okay. The So many things. But I would say since I recently started homeschooling, that has been really challenging for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a natural teacher at all. Mm -hmm. I'm very – I can be scatterbrained and, like, free-spirited. And so – I am completely learning how to prep and plan and have schedules and calendars and all that. And it doesn't come naturally to me. Organizing does not come naturally to me. I'm more like artsy type brain, you know? Yeah. And, but yeah, God has definitely been teaching me that. And it's cool to see how that's developing. And I'm just like, okay, I could not do this without God, but he is completely showing me and I'm loving it as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, that has been, yes, a very big learning curve. Mm. So this is your first year? This, or? I'm going into my second year of schooling. Year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just okay. taking it year by year. Mm-hmm. That's a good, how it goes. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so your kids are, I know you already told me their ages, but so remind me again, or do we have a 
a preschooler. And yeah. So Asher would be going into, is, is going into first grade, first grade. and then Judah pre-K, pre-K. and okay. then just a baby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who is making it challenging for sure. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, lots of Play-Doh, lots of, you know, extra little, here, you play with this over yes, here while we do yes. this. Lots of distraction. Yes. Um, yeah, we did. We homeschooled for eight years. Okay. So. And the first year um, that we did it, my youngest was, oh gosh, probably about the same age as your daughter. Okay. Yeah. He was like 16 or 18 months or something yeah. like that. Or how old is your daughter? 13 months. 13 months. Okay. So he was a little bit older, but still super child. And I had a preschooler. So I had two mm. who were in grade school and then I mm. had a preschooler and then a baby. So it was, that first year was rough. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was rough for me as well. <laughs> So how, how are you doing? Like, um, cause you said you're more of a free spirit. Did you mm-hmm. approach your homemaking? Do you approach your homemaking as a free spirit? And did this transition into homeschooling also have kind of forced you to be more structured in all the things? <clears throat> yes. I was, I, with my first, when I just had one baby, I could completely be free spirited. He mm-hmm. did everything with us. He would stay up late with us. Like there was no schedule or anything. And I was like, I am not a mom who makes schedules because I don't want to be tied down to schedules. <laughs> And so I like take it too far to the other end. But when I started having a second, third, I was like, oh my gosh, I need schedules for my sanity. You kids have to go to bed together. You have to like take a nap together. I cannot do this. Mm -hmm. I am losing it. So that kind of started the schedules. And then, yes, with the homeschooling, I was like, oh no, I need this to a whole new level now that Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I needed. Mm -hmm. So been yeah. a learning curve. Yeah. And it will still be, continue to be a learning curve. Yes. Adaptability and flexibility, I think, uh, are the signs of a good homemaker because mm-hmm. you just have to be, you just have to be flexible and you have to be willing to adapt and change as your seasons change, as, you know, circumstances and life situations change. So mm-hmm. that's what I've learned. Yes. Um, all right. So who or what has had biggest or just a big influence on your homemaking, would you say? I would say my mom. Mm -hmm. I was at home a lot with my mom growing up and yeah, she was a complete homemaker. She cooked all the time for us, went above and beyond (laughs) to where I'm like, you know, you expect it when you leave. You're like, wait, what? How do I take care of myself now? My mom took a (laughs) little too good (laughs) care of me and now I need to go learn. So she was a big influence and yeah, she homeschooled us. I was only homeschooled for a couple of years in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I was the, I'm the oldest, and so the younger ones were homeschooled longer. But I kind of, you know, she inspired me al- along the way to, I can do these things. Like mm-hmm. my mom did it, so she played a big role in oh, that. That's mm-hmm. good. That's a real blessing that you had that. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about expectations. So, what what were some things that surprised you about homemaking, either good or bad, something you didn't expect? so much harder than I ever anticipated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kids in general, just how they are nonstop. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I expected there to be more breaks or something <laughs> and you kind of have to create that. Yeah. But yeah, I had to let go of all my expectations and realize, okay, it's like one day at a time and, you know, it's fun. It's learning how to do it is so much fun, mm-hmm. but just, Yeah. Surrendering, surrendering everything mm-hmm. was hard for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you had two boys in a row, too. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of noise and action. And I mean, girls can be that way, too. But mm. I don't know. There's just something about boys. Man, they 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 demand a lot of attention and energy. Yeah. And, that's know. what I hear from others. And I'm just like, yes, it is nonstop <laughs> chaos. <laughs> I'm glad I got that girl. Because if I had three boys right now, I don't know. <laughs> Um, was there a particular expectation you had to let go of? Like just put in the ground and bury? I'm just kind of a control freak. I can Mm -hmm. definitely be that way. I like things to go a certain way and I think I'm in control of that. So I think just letting go of my control Mm -hmm. was really hard or is really hard still, you know, working on that. And, but that when I let go of that, like feel like God fills me up so much more than I can ever do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about when the littles started coming along? Um, mm. How did that challenge? Well, you've already kind of alluded to how it challenged your homemaking, just 
the noise and the constant, it never stops, um, of raising kids. But how did it enhance your experience at home and your homemaking? I love creating. I think it's kind of that art-driven mind that I have. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm creating this home and this environment, and that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I can create a good day or a bad day based off of my thoughts and my um, actions and all. And so, yes. And especially when they're younger, like as they grow older, I know that will start to change. Right. They'll be making like their own decisions and everything. But right now it just feels like a fun, creative um, I'm kind of leading the boat and mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Are you, so you were, cause you said you were an art major or a graphic art. Yes. Yes. Graphic design. Yeah, yeah. So art. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do you, are you like a artsy craftsy mom with your boys? Do you like, they, are they, are they like, no mom, we're not into crafts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, my love for art is more like photography and media type of art. But I also love drawing and painting and all that. But the Mm hands-on, I get a little frustrated with. I think it's probably my perfectionism. I'm just like, if I can't get this easily and all, then I'm done with it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but I definitely would say, like we start the day off every morning, our homeschool. We go outside because I love being out in nature and the sunshine and all. I think it's so healthy in so many ways, but mm-hmm. we start off with a Bible story and we they draw as I'm reading mm-hmm. out of their, you know, kids' Bible. And so I bring a lot of like coloring and drawing and just kind of being creative yeah. um, to them and they love that and I love that. So I would say in that way, I kind mm-hmm. of bring art into it. Mm-hmm. How do you bring art into your actual home environment that you're creating? Hmm. I would say cooking. Cooking is an art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll often grab them and I'm like, hey, cook this with me. Sometimes they want to, sometimes they don't. We just kind of mm-hmm. see what the day is looking like. So yes, cooking, being an art, and just, I don't know, just being creative throughout the day. I think creativity is an art. Yeah. It's just kind of odds and ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so how do you invite your boys? They're still little, so mm-hmm. they're learning how to do chores and things like that. But how do you invite them into the homemaking, into taking ownership in the home with you? Yeah, well, we have a chore chart, mm-hmm. so they started doing that, and that's been that's been great because they're yeah. helping me out, and I'm teaching them. You know, you need to you need to work for um, these goals that you have. They'll they'll pick out a big toy. They they'll save up together their money, and, and so that's pretty cute. And it usually takes them like a couple months to get to the toy that they wanted because it's usually a pretty big toy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the lessons that it brings. Of okay, we're gonna work, and then you, we get these rewards, and then also with cooking, like. You know, if you want to eat good food or nutritious food, you've got to, you need to get it and then you need to prepare it and cook it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's bringing lessons in. And then they also, like they saw me give birth at home. And so, you know, just more of, they're watching everything I do, Mm -hmm. which is pressure for sure. (laughs) And I'm showing them like, mom definitely makes mistakes, but I want them to see these life lessons and um, hopefully take that with them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I I know you just did a podcast about your home birth, birth experience, and we'll link that in the show notes. But so they were there; they got to witness that. Yes, this was Poppy. Well, this was Poppy's birth. This was Poppy's birth. Okay, yes, the three year old. He was, you know, kind of all over the place. My mother in law was there to watch mm-hmm. him, so he would see some of my contractions. But really, when it became more, they went upstairs and played. But Asher, my older one, oh my goodness, he was so excited. He oh. was like involved in everything to where at one point they did have to take him out because he was just like running around singing and like <laughs> distracting me from focusing on what I was doing. But it was so cute. I mean, oh. he was just like and I prepared him like okay you know this is a painful process but like it's natural and this is what is supposed to happen so if it looks like mom's in pain it's okay and so he was very aware of that because I wasn't sure how he was going to act like is he going to be scared or not he was not scared he was like sitting on the bed next to me like singing and dancing and you can there's a whole video of it where you can see him because I I posted on YouTube but he's just so excited and it was really sweet to see and then at one point he gets a chair and he puts it right in front of the door like don't go in there we're protecting mom and the baby right now It was super cute. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, okay. Let's talk about priorities. Um, What are some practical steps that you take to help you set and keep your priorities and keep them in the right order? (laughs) Yes. This is something that I have really struggled with. Mm -hmm. Priorities. I guess that free spirit of mine. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of 
staying on track, but I recently I ordered a calendar and it was a very beautiful one, has my name, flowers mm-hmm. on it, everything. I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do this right. I, I'm going to make it pretty because mm-hmm. that's going to inspire me to actually do it. And it has really helped actually. Just the I was keeping stuff on my phone and I still keep stuff on my phone, but mm-hmm. just for whatever reason having that hands-on calendar has really helped me. It's a homeschool calendar as well. You can really customize this one. And so I write down like the lessons I'm working on with the boys for that day. And then there's a priorities tab. There's mm-hmm. a dinners tab. And so that oh, has nice. really kept my focus. So it's a it's not like a wall calendar. It's like a planner. Yes, it's a planner. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. With a calendar in it. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. maybe you can um, share like the link to yeah uh, I can do that who that where that came from yes. and we can do you know what the brand is offhand oh, off the top of my head no okay but I will give that to you yeah we'll get the link from you for that mm-hmm. yeah that's so helpful I I do go back and forth between just wanting to have the convenience of having everything on my phone because yes. I always have my phone with me right same um, versus the need for me because I am a visual learner mm-hmm. and very tactile. And so something about writing it down and being able to see it on the paper. (laughs) Yes. It made a difference. I fought it for a long time because Mm -hmm. I've tried calendars and planners in the past and I do it for like two days and I don't stick with it. Yeah. I think it was the combination of it being so customizable. Mm. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it having different tabs that like it has my kids' names on it Mm. in those tabs and it has... Like I got to plan it. And so I think that made a really big difference. And just that it's pretty kind of draws me yeah, to it. Yeah. So it has tabs for your kids. What are those sections about? Is that for planning their lessons? Or? It's just in the planner. Yeah. I chose the homeschool version. There's many different oh, versions, okay. but they have a homeschool version. And so you can put your kids in there. You can put subjects they're working on. And so cool. that, yeah. I imagine that, even if you weren't homeschooling, that would still be really valuable to have a section. That's true for each kid. Yes, we know if you're writing down like their, when their school papers are due, or when their right, events right. are, or you know when their doctor's appointments are, or whatever. Just exactly to keep up with each one. Yes, that's cool. That sounds like a really great resource. Well, okay, I am interested to hear your answer to this question because <laughs> you have a presence on social media, um, and I just would like to know how do you maintain a healthy relationship with media for yourself? And then also what's your approach currently and maybe looking forward for your kids? Yes. So in my 20s, I struggled with this so much. I would say I did not have a healthy relationship with social media. That's kind of when it started and became Mm -hmm. big. Mm -hmm. And that was a big struggle. I found myself on it way too often. I would end up comparing myself to everyone. It was just not healthy. And so I knew I had to kind of figure that out. And especially with kids, like, first off, you don't have time to do that. And then you don't want that to be Mm -hmm. your priority or time. So figuring that out. But I think what has helped me is just really knowing what it is, knowing the negative effects that can come out of it, because there are many, there are positives as well, but there are also many negatives. And so just knowing what it is has helped me kind of keep that focus. And then I also created a rule for myself that Okay, if you're getting on, say, Instagram, you can look at five photos and no more. Oh, And that was just a little rule I created for Mm -hmm. myself, and that's helped me a lot. And I'm very, what's the word? If I create a rule for myself, I'm very adamant. What's the right word? I stick to it. Yeah. And so that's just really helped me. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Wow. I did my five photos. <laughs> that's some that's some good discipline right there. <laughs> I'm disciplined. That's the word I was probably looking for. Okay. I'm yeah. very self-disciplined. Great. Um, and then with my kids, I mean, they're not to social media yet, thankfully, but I know we'll get there in the future. But I do have, you know, I allow screen time and TV and all that, but then I say, okay, these are some negative things that come from it. It's not healthy for your brain development. It's not healthy for your eyes, all the blue light. Mm -hmm. So we can enjoy these things. And obviously it's becoming a very big part of kids' lives today and they need those skills. So I want them to have that, but we need to know our limits and learn self-control. And so just trying to teach that. And I'm creating those limits right now, but I'm hoping that by explaining the negative effects of it, that over time they will Mm -hmm. develop that self-discipline as well. So we'll see. Yeah, that's good. How do you manage, um, because you have a YouTube channel 
And and I know we talked before about how this is kind of more of a little side passion project that you're, you know, hoping to grow into something else later on. But your focus mm-hmm. right now is on your kids and your your family. Um, but how do you manage like you know responding to comments and and all that kind of stuff? Sort of the marketing side of your passion project because sometimes I find if I'm going to respond to DMs or I can get sucked into the doom mm. scroll. You know, you can get sucked in so fast, <laughs> and it's like you want to finish what you started. Yeah. I know I'm very much like that. And so, but sometimes finishing what you started can take hours and hours, and then you're missing what you really need to get done in that moment. Again, the calendar has helped me mm-hmm. sort of, okay, at the beginning of each month in this calendar, it says, okay, like what's your month goal? Mm-hmm. And I can write those down. And then I can take that back to, okay, here's my week goal. And I'm able to just write in all these notes of like, okay, this week you want to accomplish this one thing mm-hmm. with, because right now it's very small what I'm accomplishing because my kids are my focus and I don't want to lose that focus. Mm-hmm. But if I have those one or two goals, I'm actually able to finish them, like when they go to sleep or mm-hmm. if they're taking a nap or odds and ends times. And then I feel like, ooh, I accomplished that and it feels good. And I'm able to like grow from that. Mm-hmm. But yes, if I'm not setting those goals and sticking to what I planned, then I can definitely get on that, um, yeah, that rabbit trail mm-hmm. and get sucked in. And mm-hmm. that's not what I want. Right. Right. Okay. Well, Let's talk about some other temptations and challenges in homemaking. Which of these things, these three things, would you say that you've struggled with the most and what's God teaching you through that? A, comparison with other women. B, I'm just a homemaker. I don't get paid for this. It's not a real job. Or C, superwoman, trying to do all the things. Definitely superwoman. Okay. (laughs) And I actually, on my About Me, I kind of talk about that. I just... I have big goals and dreams. I'm very driven, type A personality, and I want to accomplish everything. And for some reason, I've thought multiple times that I can. (laughs) (laughs) If I work hard enough, I can do everything. Like, I'll (laughs) prove people wrong. I can do it. (laughs) It's so silly. Oh, my gosh. I was just wondering, did you watch Parks and Rec ever? No. Oh, okay. That's probably going to, you won't get the reference. But there's a character in the, we're, we are watching it for the first time. It's an older show. And there's a character, the main character, Leslie Nope. And there's an episode, we just watched it last night. And she's literally trying to do all the things. And she just epically fails yes. like at everything because she just <laughs> dropped all kinds of balls everywhere. Yep. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> My husband has called me Wreck-It Ralph a few times Oh, <laughs> because I will drop all the balls. Um, oh, no. Like I'm going to fail. Obviously, I, I am not superwoman and I cannot accomplish everything. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to have these big goals and dreams, and but you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that, and God has definitely humbled me over the years, like, okay, calm down. <laughs> you can't do everything. Um but yeah, just knowing that I'm going to fail nonstop has been like, oh, well, that's a relief. Like, okay, I don't have to do everything. And the more I'm just realized that I'm more empty, I can't do it all, then he has filled my cup. Like, oh, mm-hmm. but I actually can help you a lot, but you're going to have to realize that you can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's actually been really like, oh, such a relief. Yeah, it is a relief when we let go of trying to do all everything. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, what about um, any particular special challenges. Have you faced any special challenges in your homemaking journey? I would say after each baby, I definitely have struggled with anxiety and gut health and just fatigue. Mm. And I'm not sure if that's because of each pregnancy. I think it's a combination of just wearing myself out because I do have a tendency to do that, thinking I can keep going and going and then it catches up and then I... Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, no, I can't doing that. So realizing that I need more self-care and breaks and all of that. But just everything, I mean, having babies back to back, I've been pregnant or breastfeeding for, what, seven years now. Mm. So it's just, it definitely takes a toll on the body oh, and the sure. mind and everything. Yeah. And so that's that's been a struggle yeah. over the years on and off of just, okay, I need to heal my gut. I need to heal my mind. Mm-hmm. And... Once I start doing that, I can do a lot of what I'm wanting to do, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I have to really have that self-care and be aware of that and kind of 
okay, you know, at the end of the day, instead of trying to get more things done, go take a hot bath, like Mm -hmm. learn how to relax and slow down because I really enjoy doing things. Like I'm a doer Mm -hmm. and I enjoy it. And I think God made me that way, but I have to learn how to recover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, giving the space for your body Mm -hmm. to recover because seven years of birthing and nursing, Mm -hmm. that is a huge, that's very taxing. Right. You're asking your body to do a lot there and then to just pile more and not give it time to rest. So let's, Mm -hmm. I think this might be a good place to talk about sort of your passion project and, you know, what it is that, how you brought your love for health and photography art together for your blog and just share a little bit about that and maybe how it, it helped get you through like the pregnancy, recovering from the pregnancy and what you've Mm -hmm. learned and what you would like other women to learn and be encouraged by. Yeah, I definitely find food to be very healing. I think we have a lot of processed food today that can really, it just doesn't help our body. And then we have foods that can really strengthen us, heal us. And so I wanted a lot of the blog is me going through my own gut struggles, finding things that have healed me, and then hoping to encourage other women if they're going through a similar thing. Um, hey, this has really helped me. I'm I'm hoping to be an encouragement that mm-hmm. it can help you as well because, oh my gosh, it's been hard at times feeling like oh, this is my forever, you know, that all or nothing uh, type thinking. Oh yeah. Like with your diet, you mean? Yeah. Like there's been times where I've had to cut out certain foods like gluten, dairy, eggs, because they're causing me more harm in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I've always been able to bring them back in. Yeah. Um, it's just, and this is something I'm still learning and all, but mm-hmm. just the gut connection with the brain and it can get damaged over time right? for a variety of reasons. And so just finding healing and certain foods like bone broth and quality fat um, foods and just bringing, yeah, more peace to my gut and my body and my mind. Um, yeah. It's been something that I've been working on and then hoping to like create recipes that other women can be like, oh, I don't have to think about this. I can go here. I can find mm-hmm. nourishing foods for myself and for my family and um, I will improve as well. Yeah. Yeah. So your blog is mostly recipes, would you say? I would say it's mostly recipes. Okay. Yes. And then it's, you know, little hacks or tips like traveling. We love to travel mm-hmm. and we often travel with all of our kids. We'll go on road trips and all. And so it's, I'll post, you know, healthy hacks while traveling with kids and mm-hmm. how to incorporate that. And so I'm just hoping to like simplify health because it can be overwhelming and there's a lot of information out yeah. there. And it's always changing. Yes. You know, and and it's hard to distinguish between what's going to be helpful and what's just like a passing fad or what's like the new mm-hmm. the new latest, you know, hot reel on TikTok yes, or whatever. Yeah. That is very challenging. And I and it's been challenging for me as well mm-hmm. because I can quickly be like, oh, well, they're finding this out. Maybe this is the best new thing, you yeah. know? And yeah. so like I, I struggle with that as well. But it, first off, it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So what works for one person is not going to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of listening to your body, just slowing down and going back to the basics. Yeah. So did you, you said you were certified at, what was your... Nutrition coach. Nutrition nutrition mm-hmm. coaching. Okay. Yes. Um, so you have some knowledge and some background in this and your own personal experience. You were having some gut issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like IBS <clears throat> kind of stuff. Yes. Or, I've struggled mm-hmm. with it after each baby. And so I don't know if it's partly, yeah, I think it's partly the, the toll of having babies and then nursing and then going nonstop and just. Yeah. Well, your hormones are all hormones, wacky. All of it. Mm-hmm. During those times. So yeah, I think we we have a long way to go in growing in our knowledge and understanding of those kinds of things. Right. Um, so that's really cool. That sounds like it's a good resource for people. And you have a YouTube channel. I do. Okay. So, but you're not posting a ton on any of these because your primary focus is your kiddos. Yes. And, I try to stay consistent with it, but like it, if I could just do it whenever I would say I'd be posting once a week and it's mm-hmm. more like once a month Yeah. right now. Which is still a lot. That's still really awesome. So something. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll make sure that we link everything in the notes, mm-hmm. and um, we'll remind everybody at the end where they can find you online. But let's keep going and let's talk about hospitality. Okay. 
what is a practical way that you show hospitality both to your immediate family and then to other people outside of that? Yeah, well, we love having people over. I love hosting. I love cooking so much. I love just creating a food, making it look pretty, Mm -hmm. and then presenting it to friends or family and just seeing their faces light up. It's Mm -hmm. just fun. So, and we're in a community group, and so we like having community group group over um, people within the church, and yeah, I think that's a great way to, or I think that's one of the ways we show hospitality, and then just showing our kids that, like having people over, bringing them into your home. Yeah, it doesn't have to look perfect, especially with kids. It's like usually, you know, we try to clean up and all, but there are definitely toys and all everywhere. Mm-hmm. But show you know, showing them we're not perfect. We're just having you over. We want to have good conversations and mm-hmm. good food. Yeah. Are there other little kids in your community group? Oh, yes. There's a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a bit crazy right now. Yeah. We will do a lot of like girls nights out or guys will go get coffee, stuff mm-hmm. like that to just not always have the kids involved because mm-hmm. they're fun, but it, it's distracting. It is. Yeah. It's hard to get into really any deep conversations. Yes. Yes. When you're, you got one eye over here and you're trying to have eye contact with the person you're talking yes. with, but you just constantly keep looking over yep, there. Like, non-stop. what is this one doing? What is this one doing? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and that's why we will, we'll have a mix of like the whole group together where we have kids, but then we'll have the mm-hmm. going off so that we can have those better conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And there's value in all of it. Yeah. There's value in, in those meetings where it's chaos and it's all the families and all the kids and it's still, it's still community and we still need that. So, right. yeah. Okay, we're going to go and move on to the rapid fire section. All right. I'm going to ask you some questions and you can tell me in a short answer or you can tell me a story if you would like. <laughs> so, what is your biggest homemaking fail so far? Searching for perfection mm. and then failing at that because I am not perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about a recent homemaking win? I kind of mentioned this earlier, but the Bible stories in the mornings with my kids, that has felt like a big win. It just, Mm -hmm. it's worked. I was like, I'm going to give this a try. I want to incorporate these Bible lessons into their day, not only for them, but also for me. Like I'm reading a kid's Bible and I feel like I'm getting so much more out of it than them. (laughs) Yep. But they're getting it too. Like we had some family over recently and (laughs) my aunt was saying, wow, Judah, who's my three-year-old, she was like, he kept talking about Jesus to me, just nonstop. And I was like, oh, that's cute. So these things are sticking. Yes. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, that's been really fun. It's like my priority of the day. We start the day off with that. And it only takes like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And we're basically watching the sunrise together. They're drawing together. And then we're reading this story. And I just love it. That's so fun. Yeah, I would say some of the deepest lessons that I learned were in those little Bible times yes. with my kids and the kid yeah. Bible. <laughs> and there's something about just the, because the gospel is very simple mm. and, you know, in its essence, the gospel is simple. Right. And when we pare it down to a simple gospel presentation in a children's Bible, sometimes God just like, like hits you over the head with that. Yeah. Like <laughs> you were missing this. Oh, this is so simple. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, what about a, Homemaking product or resource that you are loving right now? Yeah, so it kind of ties into the gut health because I'm going through a like a dairy detox, and I love dairy, and I think there's a lot of nutrients in it. But this is just for this time, healing mm-hmm. my gut. That's what I'm doing, and so I'm drinking a lot of almond milk, and I have this appliance. It's called an almond cow, and it is so awesome. I have seen I have seen this thing. Okay, okay, it tell is, me how it does makes it work? Making nut milk or coconut milk. So, so easy. And it's okay. so easy to clean. And you basically just put the nuts in, throw in some dates, vanilla, and you put the machine together, push a button, and it makes it for you. And it comes out like so milky and creamy and delicious. Really? And it lasts in the fridge like four-ish days, something like that. And just, it's so easy. I mean, I literally used to make nut milk, like, you know, squeezing it with the... With the milk, with the nut bag or the yes, nut milk bag. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or then I'd end up buying it from the store, but there's a lot of fill, fillers and in the store-bought one and, and gums all and all that. So yeah. I didn't really like that. And it also just doesn't taste as good as the homemade version. So I mm. love that machine so much. Okay. I have a question. What happens mm. to the fiber, you know, because it's pressing, it's extracting the milk yeah. from the nut. So in the machine, it's not really pressing it. 
it's so you put the nuts in like this little cylinder thing and then Uh you put the water on the bottom okay and then yeah you push the button (laughs) that's the funnest part my kids love it and so when you open it the cylinder with the nuts is still attached and if you take that cylinder off you see all the like mushy stuff inside Mm -hmm. but then in the big like liquid basin it's just the milk so it's mixed the water that you had in the bottom with Mm. whatever it's pressing i don't even know how that works but okay so you're not really left with like pulp you have but it's just in that small cylinder and i just end up dumping it out you can add it to like oatmeal or whatever oh that was yeah i was wondering can you re can you you can reuse it yes okay you could you could make it it like a topper yeah would it be almost almost kind of like an almond flour Sort of. It's really wet, so yeah. it doesn't come out like an almond flour, but it comes out like a... I wonder if you could dry it out. You could maybe put it on top of your smoothies or... I'm not sure. Interesting. So yeah. you you said it also does coconut milk? Yeah. Coconut. What do you nuts. put? What do you... You put like... Coconut shreds. Sh- okay. Yeah. Like but, unsweetened coconut, mm-hmm. dried coconut shreds. Yeah. Okay. I have a bunch of those actually because I used to make a lot of granola and... Okay. And the coconut milk is so good too. And you sweeten it with dates. Okay. You put the dates in with the nuts, like in that little cylinder. You can just put them in. Just yes. Pit, pit the dates and just mm-hmm. put the whole thing in there. Yes. Oh. It is so easy. You add a pinch of salt, and then in the bottom you put water and it like a splash of vanilla, and it's Man, seriously good. You're selling me on this nut, <laughs> on this nut cow thing because you're gonna I, have to go buy it. It's well, worth it. It's I, it's a little pricey. It's not outrageous, but it's you know it's a little pricey. Well, it is worth it. But it's pricey to buy the good quality yes. almond milk and coconut milk. Yeah. Because and yes. I buy it all the time because I I use I make dairy free ice cream and I okay. make my smoothies every morning with almond milk. Okay. So yeah. I think I would definitely get use out of that. Yeah. And some people are really allergic to dairy and so they mm-hmm. yeah, they have to find an alternative. And so if you're making or needing that stuff all the time, yeah. it is worth it. I'm, I used to be able I'm not allergic, but um I'm fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I, I love dairy, and I just yeah, can't. I do love it dairy anymore. too. Really, I can oh. do the hard cheeses. I can okay. do like parm, and and I can do some goat cheese. Yeah, but my ice cream days and milk days are over. Oh no, <laughs> can't do it anymore. Yeah. So sad. But it's. I found some really good alternatives. Yeah, actually, I make really good it's, coconut milk ice cream. Okay, that sounds really, really good. Good. So, okay, so we got your product. How about a hack or a tip? That you love? I would say, and I just kind of discovered this with my third kid. I wish I had done this with my first. I started putting little baskets in each room Mm -hmm. with toys in it. And so I can take the kids into each room. Like if I'm putting my makeup on, I take them in the bathroom with me. And, you know, because they're so little. I mean, the oldest is fine. And my almost four-year-old is pretty good now too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when they're toddlers or younger, they just kind of, they need to be with you nonstop so that they don't get hurt. Yeah. And so I just take them from room to room and there's a basket of toys and that has helped me so much because they were always trying to get away or like uh-huh. destroy all of my things <laughs> and then I'd be stressed out and like, ah. Oh. And now they just, yeah, the toys really help. That's so <laughs> smart. Really good idea. And Took me to having a third kid. Well, but see, necessity is the mother of invention because you're mm-hmm. like, man, I got three that I have to know where, yeah, you yeah. know, you, you can't be messing around when no. you got three kids. Um, so that little basket of toys, like say it's in the bathroom mm-hmm. and it stays in the bathroom. Yes. And then I have a little one like in the bedroom and in the living room and, and it's then simple that's, toys. That's cool and though. Cause then that's, it's like new because they only mm, see it when they're in, the in that room. Yes. And I they, like I will kind of evolve the toys based off their age. Like yes. I'll start taking some out and putting new ones in and right. stuff. But yeah, that has really been a game changer for me. Very good tip. Good idea. I like that a lot. All right. So let's talk. Um, oh, wait. No, I have another question. I keep forgetting. I just added this one. <laughs> what is your signature dish? This makes me laugh because being so into health, I can never and food, I can never answer this question. So then I started asking my husband and he was like, I don't know how to answer this question either. Like, why do I not have a signature dish? This is a problem. I think because I love creating Creating and trying new things so much that like that's a lot of the joy. I'm always trying new things and like trying to make them a little bit better and all. So then I asked my kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're like, pancakes. (laughs) I make pancakes for them almost every morning because they love pancakes and I want them to be healthy. So I'll make, I make a dry mix at home that Mm -hmm. will last me a month. I keep it in the freezer. And so 
about once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending on how many pancakes they go through. I'll, I'm just adding, you know, like if you go to the store and you get a dry pancake mix, and sure. you just add like, like eggs and milk. Yeah, yeah. I basically make that at home. And so then I can add like collagen to it mm-hmm. and some really healthy ingredients to help strengthen their gut and get a lot of nutrients in there. Sometimes I'll add superfoods and whatnot. Um, so they just love these pancakes. Um, so that's my signature dish. I love that. <laughs> Healthy pancakes. Yes. Um, so is it, is the mix, um, ba- what's the flour? Is it, is it gluten-filled or gluten-free or? I'll kind of switch it based on what I want to experiment with or Wait. try. Mm-hmm. And you can, it's fun that you can really change that out. So I use a lot of einkorn flour. Mm. I find it to be a really quality, healthy yeah. um, flour that has not been GMO'd and hybridized and changed over the years. It's right. very low in gluten. I'll sometimes use sprouted spelt. Um, but yeah, for a gluten-free version, almond flour, I'd say I, I use that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used rice flour, coconut flour. You can really, coconut flour, you cannot do a one-to-one ratio. So that no, is a- it's super absor- it absorbs. Right, right. Just a little bit goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. I have two but, kids with celiac disease. Okay. So we've done all the- all the alternative flowers in all the ways. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, have you tried cassava flour? You know, I for some reason I have not really baked with that. I need to start it's experimenting a, with that one. It's a good. It's it's a little more pricey, but I'm mm-hmm. now I'm seeing more and more um, off brand. Like there used to be basically like one brand autos right. that you could find, and it was really expensive. Mm-hmm. And they've come down in their price, and then there's more. Um, you know, like generic, I guess, or store brands and more options for that. So it's a good one-to-one flour. Wheat wheat to, you know, wheat to cassava is generally one-to-one in most recipes. Awesome. That makes it easier. Mm -hmm. We love, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and I like to use it for, like if I'm going to bread something Mm -hmm. and fry it um, in a little bit of oil, it doesn't burn like almond flour will burn. Okay. Because it's not nuts. Yes. Because the nuts generally will burn yeah. if I try to fry anything. So anyway, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was just saying, like, we love that brand Siete. So we'll get, like, mm-hmm. the almond flour, cassava flour tortillas yep. and their chips. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I need to start um, playing with that and baking with it. Yeah. That's good to know. It's a one-to-one ratio. I, I really like using it. It's And I haven't done it a ton, but I've just recently started using it a lot more. And it's a very... It's a very friendly um, wheat alternative. Awesome. Flour. So, okay. Well, maybe can you share like your basic uh, pancake mix recipe with us? Yes. Okay. Right now? No. You can send it to me and <laughs> okay. I will I yes. will put it in the newsletter that's going to come out after I will your share episode. that. And it's on my blog as well. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I'll we'll, share all we'll, that. We'll do, we'll do all of the links and all that. But yeah, we'll yeah. have that in the newsletter. Okay. Let's talk about the art of home. We've talked already a little bit about art. Um and, you know, I did kind of ask you this question earlier, but just in general, how do you see homemaking as an art? And and specifically, this is like a lot of mundane work, especially with mm-hmm. little kids. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where do you find beauty in that? What is beautiful about homemaking to you? Yeah, it's such an art. I love that you created this podcast. I think, to me, I look at it as you have to be so creative mm-hmm. to get through the day. Otherwise, it will consume you and... I often feel like I'm juggling so many things. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not being creative and trying to find ways around that, then that's when I find it really challenging. But that creative creativity is so much fun. And mm-hmm. there's so much beauty and art in being able to create something mm-hmm. of your own and being flexible. Yeah. So that's where I see a lot of the art in it. I really like that. The creativity, it's it's life-giving. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. it is. You yeah. know, it... Um, and if I, but a lot of times I resist doing it, mm-hmm. you know, because it feels like I just did that, like I just did the laundry or I just did this thing or that thing. And I just yeah. don't want to, you know, approach this with a joyful attitude or be creative about it or think creatively about mm-hmm. my work here. Not always, but some days I do feel like that. And mm-hmm. I, I sort of dig in my heels, but then once I do it mm-hmm. and, and I just do the thing. And I think about ways I can creatively keep my home. I, I don't know. It is, to me, it's very life-giving. Yes. So. Yeah. It, yeah. Because it can feel very mundane. Like, <laughs> this is never ending. I'm going to be doing the same thing forever. <laughs> and you're like, how is this 
creating anything in the world, you know? I know, I know. I but know. I think we build things up so big in our head and it's often the little things that are mm-hmm. actually make the biggest difference. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's something that you're thankful for about homemaking? I think that I get to create an, an environment for my kids. Like I can, I kind of mentioned this earlier, like I can create a joyful day and experience for my kids mm-hmm. or I can just be in a mood and grumpy, yeah, that I'm doing the laundry nonstop and mm-hmm. then I'm giving that to my kids and I don't want them having that on them or thinking that's just what life is. And so, and that's definitely a big struggle sometimes because I am exhausted and I just want to give into that mood and just like run away and eat chocolate (laughs) (laughs) where no one can find me. (laughs) That's all I want. It's not much to ask. (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah. But I am so thankful for these kids and that I can be home with them and that I can be a big influence in their life. And I know that they're going to take that with them when they're older like, cause I've taken so much of what my mom did as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so like, okay, I need to change my perspective and attitude and create a good environment for them. Yeah. It is a real privilege and an honor that we get to do that, that, right. we, that we set the tone. Yes. You know, not just for our kids, but for our husbands and ourselves. I mean, completely. we are the environment creators in the tone setters for the home and it's, mm-hmm. it's a responsibility and it's a privilege. Um, I don't want to look at it as a burden. Right, right. Yeah, I want to be grateful for that responsibility yeah. and that God entrusted that to me. Yeah. And I want to honor Him yeah. um, by, by doing, doing my best with that. So really good. I like that. Okay, let's end our time talking to some other women. We're going to talk to the younger women and the older women. So to the older women, what would you say that you would want them to know about your experience as a homemaker? What's something that they could do to step in and, you know, just minister to you, help you, encourage you? What would you like them to know and and how would you like them to help? Yeah, I am the epitome of the millennials. I'm in that generation. Okay. And good and bad from that, right? (laughs) Like every generation. Yeah. But just... I love being able to talk to older women about my struggles and, you know, times of anxiety or stress and just having them listen and because they've been there. Mm -hmm. And it seems like some of these struggles are really prevalent these days, just talking with other moms my age. And it just seems like a lot of moms are struggling with feeling like they need to do it all and accomplish everything and post it on social media Mm -hmm. and have that perfection. And yeah, it's such a lie. So yeah, being able to talk through that with older women and just find that peace and encouragement that's needed. Yeah. I'm a, I, I don't envy your generation and the, and the, let's see what, who's below you. That's Gen Z, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, actually, most of my kids are Gen Z. Um, but anyway, I don't envy you because, like you said, in your 20s was really when social media kind of blew mm-hmm. up. And this, that's some very formative time, young adult years right there, mm-hmm. um, to have to deal with that. Because especially being an art-minded person, um, it's it's enticing because it's mm-hmm. pretty. It's so pretty. <laughs> and you want to create that pretty image. Yeah. And yeah, I've had these conversations with my husband of like, why do you just want to create beauty, like show them real life? And I'm like, well, I don't want to see everyone else's, you know, <laughs> like I want to be, I want to be able to talk about it and yeah. be encouraged through that and all, but I want to go and like find beauty. You go there to find beauty. And yes. so you don't want to be seeing garbage and you don't want right. to promote that either. Yeah. I yeah. Get and so it's like this odd thing of like, and I can find that beauty as encouragement also like, mm-hmm. okay, this is a goal of mine. Like, mm-hmm. obviously it's not a path of perfection, but you know, goals are good. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they make change that is needed. And so it, yeah, it's just been an odd struggle of finding, finding what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just speaking from someone who's a generation ahead of you, um, I think that older women, particularly the ones who are, who are a generation ahead of me, they look at millennials and they feel like you guys, because you're 
doing all the things, it looks like it on the surface, mm-hmm. you're intimidating to them. Mm, and, interesting. And they're just like, oh, I have nothing to offer her because wow. she just really seems to have it all together. Oh, no. We have nothing together. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what you're telling me is to encourage these ladies that you 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 want their input and you want their yes, help. Yes, yes. You value it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's so funny. I always want to clarify that because I get that a lot actually hmm. from the older ladies when I ask them to be on the show. They're like, oh, I don't I don't have anything to offer really. Wow. You know, these young women today, they just do it all. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to do it. That is not true. <laughs> okay. We know how to make it look pretty and that's you it. Do. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. So how about the younger women? that are coming behind you, what would you say to them to encourage them, to challenge them, to warn them, whatever? What's yeah. what's your word? Yeah. It'll be interesting what kind of in their generation drives them because mm-hmm. I'm kind of speaking more from a millennial, I feel like, but you're going to make mistakes and it's completely fine to not have it all together. Um, I know like if I humble myself to God, he will provide where I am lacking. Mm-hmm. And that's just been such a huge lesson for me over the last couple of years, trying to do it all. He's like, oh man, yeah, you can't. And the more I go to him, the more he does provide. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's been a big word for me lately, provide. He's providing where I am lacking. And it's like, oh, I can breathe. And yeah, he ends up providing more than I can even imagine. Mm. So yeah, I guess just realizing that you are human and... You don't have to have it all together. You never will. And that is completely okay. You are still creating beauty and encouragement to your kids and showing them that you don't have it all together. Yeah, it is really good for your kids to see that. Mm-hmm. To yeah. show to show them that you that you need the Lord too. Right, right. Yeah. It's such a good lesson. The more I'm like, oh, I tell my kids, oh, I'm so sorry I messed up this way. Then it's so sweet. Like a couple days later, they'll do something and then they're like, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, I, it's just so cute. I love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's good training. It's really mm-hmm. good. Okay. Well, before we say goodbye, um, where can everybody find you online? TheSimpleLove.com. Okay. Kind of a, ties in. Our last name is Love. Mm-hmm. So thesimplelove.com. And I have all of my social on there. All your social my Instagram is thesimplelove underscore. Can but yes, you, it's all on there. Can you connect to your YouTube channel? What's your U- yes. YouTube called? The Simple Love? No? It's, I need to check. <laughs> <laughs> it should be The Simple Love because I think to have a direct name, you have to have 10,000 followers. Oh, and I, okay. Like just made that or I'm right under. So okay. I tried putting it in and I'm not sure if it's completed yet, but yeah. it's all tied in on my on your website. website. Yes. Okay. So go to the website, thesimplelove.com, and you can find all the other places to find Heather yes. over there. Yes. And we'll link that too in the show notes. Okay. Well, thank you for being here today. It was really fun to get to hear your story and get to know you better. I really appreciate you giving me your time. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. It was fun. Okay. Thank you for listening to this homemaker portrait of Heather Love. I hope you have found some encouragement and some inspiration today from Heather's story. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that when Heather started talking about living within her limits and stopping the chase after perfectionism, you know that she was speaking my language. Those are topics I talk about a lot. Understanding our limits, understanding that we have to go to the Lord to have the strength that we need to get through all that's required of us each day. And that it's only in our weakness that we can really be strong because then we're working out of his strength. So I love that she kept bringing that topic up over and over again, whether she was talking about actually doing her homemaking or managing social media exposure for herself or media in general for her kids. I love in that part of the conversation where she said she was trying to teach her boys um, to know their limits and to learn self-control and hope. She was hoping that by explaining the negative effects to them, that they would learn to develop the self-discipline and self-control themselves by balancing, yes, we're going to allow some exposure because that's part of the world that we live in, but also helping them to balance that exposure with understanding some of the negative effects that media might have on them, both physiologically and mentally. 
That's that's empowering others and empowering your children to make wise decisions on their own as they get older. And I thought that was really smart. And I love when she said, sometimes finishing what you started can take hours and hours and you're missing what you really need to get done in that moment. Perfectionism can tend to hold us hostage because it it tells us, well, you started this and you better finish it and you better finish it perfectly. Whereas discernment from the Lord and from the Holy Spirit will tell us, okay, there's time to do this on the project today. And then we're going to set this aside for later so that you can be present in what I want you to be present for right now with your child or with your husband or with your neighbor or with your pile of dirty dishes, whatever that thing is. So don't allow the perfectionism and feeling like you have to finish what you started right now to rule and dictate your day. You have to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit and hold your plans loosely. What about you? How do you handle the temptation towards perfectionism and the temptation to not live within your limits? I would love to hear from you. We can have a conversation in a couple of different ways. You can go to our contact page, theartofhomepodcast.com slash contact. And over there on that page, you can send me an email or you can leave me a voicemail. Um, It's pretty simple. You just need um, a device and an internet connection. You can also send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me there at the Art of Home Podcast. If you have found some value in today's episode, you can give the show some love and support in one of the following ways. First of all, share this episode or really any of our episodes with a homemaker that you know who could use some encouragement in her practice of the art of home. Secondly, you can leave us a rating and a review on your listening app of choice. And finally, if you are so moved, you can leave us a tip in our virtual tip jar, buy me a coffee. Tips are given in $5 increments. You can give one, two, three, or as many coffees as you would like. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash the art of home. And if you need a little bit more instruction on how to do all those three things, we do have more info over on the support page on the website. It kind of walks you through step-by-step how to leave a review and how to share. So you can go to theartofhomepodcast.com slash support for that extra info. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter, Homemaker Happy Mail. It goes out first thing Friday morning, and it will have all of Heather's links, contact information, the things that she shared with us, her favorites, her hints and tips and tricks, and her pancake recipe. So you want to make sure that you get signed up for that if you haven't already. Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Art of Home. I will be back next week with another homemaker portrait of a listener just like you. Until that time, keep practicing your art of making a home.